Let's Chat About It is a thought-provoking podcast where your hosts, Lenora Sneva and Max Brown, engage in meaningful conversations with everyday individuals about the pivotal moments when they realized they were different. Tune in every Friday for fresh, inspiring videos that delve into personal narratives exploring the diverse journeys of self-discovery. From childhood revelations to adulthood epiphanies, each episode is a celebration of the diverse paths that shape our identities. This is more than just a podcast. It's a platform inviting you to connect with others through storytelling. All right. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Let's Chat About It. I'm Lenora Sneva with Max Brown. We host this wonderful podcast. And today, our special guest is... Is it a mystery guest? It's a mystery Yeah, it's a mystery guest. I'm excited for this. It's, it's kind of like when you go to the mystery movie ooh, at Regal ooh. Cinema. I might, so you're saying I'm going to cry? Yeah, you might cry. I might you cry. Never know. Okay, you never know. <laughs> We're gonna find out on this episode of Let's Chat about it. That's right. Do we have a question for the week here? What's that? What's I that I do. I've got um, I've got one for you. So we are finally getting to that stage where, like, we can play board games, card games with the kids, and their attention span lasts long enough. And the games aren't so boring that I lose my attention as well. Mm -hmm. And so I'm interested if there's like anything in the Sneva family that is a go-to board game, card game, kind of family game that you all are like, this is, this is our jam. Yeah. I feel like if everyone's in the right mood, we can do some Monopoly, but it's. Ooh, you gotta be committed. You do. And it's, you gotta be patient. Um, but if we're just trying to have a fun game, we do crazy eights. Okay. We like that one. I know it's so simple, but yeah, simple's good. We do crazy eights and um and then if we're at a restaurant, we do crazy eights on the phone. Cause there's an there's Ooh, part there's of the iPhone app, app, there's crazy eights. So we just have this little profile already set up, and then someone sends the link to each other, I'll click on it, and then we play it. So so you're that family in the corner where you're all on your phones, but you're actually all engaging with each other. Right. Weird. Exactly. Wow. Awkward. What about you? <laughs> uh, I would say, so we just, we just got Slamwich for Christmas. Oh, what's that one? It's like, um, it's a card game. It has a bunch of different like designs that are semi-food related. And there's a couple of other unique ones. And you basically just, it's kind of like war. Like you play the okay. card. And then if you get like, two and you know a double like one person plays one card and the next person plays the same card you slap it and then you, you take it maybe it's like slaps oh, and people play oh, yeah, yeah. you take that yeah. or if it's like a, a pattern of cards you can slap it and take it um so in the kid it's one of those things where it's like the kids really enjoy it and i'm hyper competitive so um i beat the boys twice tonight already um you know just to show them who's boss and um <laughs> the other one that's actually been really fun for us i was at a coffee shop uh, after we moved here and there was this group of there's this table and it was like it looked like a mom and her younger daughter and then what looked maybe like some college age kids maybe mm -hmm. like nannies and they're all playing this game together and they're all looking like they're having fun and i'm like if you can have that broad of an age group participating yeah. in something like this has got to be good so i was doing that like so did you walk over to the strangers and ask no them what no no i just i just kind of looked right <laughs> i was just kind of like I was, I was looking. I was creeping. Um, and uh, it's called Ratatat Cat. I said it. I'll admit it. 
<laughs> and it's called Ratatat Cat, and it's really okay. a fun, fun little game that the kids have really enjoyed. And my parent, like when my folks come here, we play it with them, uh, and That's they cool. really enjoy it. We have friends over; they play it. So it's it's a really easy, quick to learn game that is fun for all ages. And you can kind of change the length of the game too, which is nice. Mm -hmm. So you can commit to something for five minutes or five hours if you wanted yeah. to. Oh, yeah. That's a long I'm not time. doing that. Like, like, like we, like we yeah. typically limit it to like 30 minutes, but um, yeah. you could go for as long as you want it. Right. Well, that's like Monopoly. Like you could literally, yeah. it could be, I remember back long, in the dad, day. Until dad flips the board over and says, right. this is right. real. Or he just gets up and leaves. <laughs> 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 but I remember back in the day, uh, you know, I was a latchkey kid. So mm. in the summertime, yeah. there were some other kids on my block that were home by themselves. So we would all get together yeah. and we would play Monopoly. All day long, all day. Because it, I mean, because oh, you, you can. Yeah. And what else you like, gonna do? Right. And you, but you can because it's like, oh, I have like thirty more dollars left, and then you just start making deals with other people and <laughs> <laughs> selling your houses and oh yeah, apartments. Did, are, was there ever like one thing that you always had a strategy, like a have to do, like you always wanted to do when you played Monopoly? Well, I think I always wanted Park Place. Is it the blue ones? Park Place. Yeah, Park and, Place. Like board, is it board? No, board Broadway, walk, boardwalk, Broadway. Okay, yeah. Maybe, yeah, I always wanted those just because they're high end and the high end. Yeah, you're pretty, right. Yeah, and I always like to get. Um, I always wanted the purple ones too, the cheap ones. I like the Mediterranean. Well, yeah, you had to, yeah, you had to diversify. Yeah, diversify. Baltic, whatever. Yeah. Oh, that was a blue one. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I I wanted the cheap ones and the most expensive ones. There you go. <laughs> I was a big. I was a big um, railroad magnet. Like, yeah, I always I always wanted the railroads like that was kind of my jam because I think part of it was like, you know, they're not crazy expensive, but if you can kind of build right. on those, you're yeah, in good no, shape. no, that's good. Yeah, I, I was exactly. always about those. I haven't played Monopoly in a long time. I might need to bust. See, that you out gotta tell me, bring that to the kids. They'd like it. You just just I don't know. That's one of those like, I don't know if they've got the attention span for that. We'll right. Find out. It takes a and second. Then, well, yeah, another another game that I don't play this with the family necessarily, but when the um on my husband's side when mm -hmm. my sister-in-laws and I get together okay. and my mother-in-law, we play spoons. Okay. And I haven't played that. I, I remember playing it. Yeah. I just, need someone to tell me how to do it again. It's right. Been so it's just long. like whole deck of cards. Everyone gets four mm -hmm. cards. You sit around in a circle. You put, if there's five people, you put four spoons in the middle. Yeah. And then you have a dealer and then everyone, you just try to pass cards. Yeah, you, you pass just try cards. to collect four of a kind. Dealer just keeps yep. going and yep. four of a yep. kind. Yep. Only okay. keep four in your hand. As soon as you get four of a kind, you grab, you a, grab spoon. a spoon. But it can yeah. get crazy. But, but is that also where if one person grabs a spoon, anybody can grab a spoon? Yes. Yeah. As soon so as a spoon to, is taken, it's, it's just as one as long as one person has it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. There's like a handful of games I remember playing a lot. Like we would play at lunchtime at, in high school. Oh, really? And that was one of them. Like, I remember Spoons, and then we had another one called, like, Bomb or 13, where you had a bunch of different things going. I, was, I can't remember any of them, really, but I do remember. Well, that's one I remember. You're old. What you said? Did you, excuse me? Yeah. What? To my oh. hairline? Is my hairline talking? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Max. I think we need to bring in our guest. Awesome. Let's do it. All right. Oh, wait a second. Oh, is he here? Yeah, he's here. Oh, Mr. my gosh. Wow. All right, Max, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Max Brown. I uh, am in my mid-30s, even though my hairline says I'm older. Um, I was born and raised in Olympia, Washington. Um, and you should, like, 
prompt me. You can ask some questions to poke if you're like not sure, sure. I'm giving you all, all the all the juice. Um yeah, born and raised in Olympia, Washington. I've got I'm from a family of four. My parents are I gotta give the family of origin story, right? It's like therapy. All right. Um, my dad's from the Midwest, from Iowa. He moved out with a friend for law school, uh, kind of on a whim. And his friend got homesick and left, and my dad stayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom was born in Hawaii, but she is not Hawaiian. She's just a military brat, um, and her dad was stationed out there. Uh, she eventually landed in Lakewood, Washington. Um, and so they met when they Did were- Did you go to Lakes? Uh, she went to Clover Park. Clover Park, Park okay. School. Yeah, they lived like right across the street from Clover Park. Um, and then I don't know if Lakes, sorry, mom, I'm not sure Lakes was a high school when she was going there. Oh, maybe yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, so they met, um, they met when they were, were working together down in Olympia in government. And um, I've got an older brother who also works in, uh, I, I kind of jokingly say the family business. My brother <laughs> works for state government. Um, I work in state government and both my parents are retired now. Uh, I'm married. I met my wife when we were in high school and we dated through college. I graduated, we got married. She had finished her AA and was working uh, for State Farm, which was her family business. They do all, like mm-hmm. a lot of them do insurance work. Um, and then we got married. We have four kids. And recently we moved to the state of Georgia. And go. that's where we're out. And I had no idea when we moved out that like Lenora's got a lot of ties to, yeah, Aug- to Augusta. That's right. So. Yeah, you um, knew that when you before you got well, there. I, well, I, before we got here, yeah, but I didn't realize. Like, I think we said we were moving, and then you were like, you know, yeah, find out. Oh yeah, like that's where my dad was stationed, and is your one of your siblings was born here. Uh, both right? of them were. Both of them were born in Augusta. Here. And, yeah, yeah, and my and mom, so, and yep. and you've got you've got family here still, and it's yep. like, and I remember, I moved down here. And I think I showed you a picture, like my parents had come and we were at the farmer's market. And mm-hmm. then you showed me a picture of your girls oh, yeah. in like the exact same spot exactly. from like 45 years ago. No, so, yeah. Did you yeah. say 45? No, four or five. Oh, oh yeah. Your daughters who are older than like, you are. Yeah. What is what these, what's this guy talking about? They didn't even have pictures then. <laughs> so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, yeah. Like, does that, does that, yeah. you, yeah, that capture it? That's good, Max. You did a all good right, job. Right. It's like I, I'm gonna like some I'm on a podcast or something. In there. Oh, just make me feel, but I can't hear him now, so I don't feel good. And I'm, oh, and that's the other thing is my spirit animal. Yes, uh, I'm a golden retriever. Um, so like did I you, need. Okay, hold on, because I hear you I, say that a lot. But did you actually like go to some website and find that? No, no, no. It's just like oh. like if you've seen, you just um, know. yeah, if you've seen uh, up the Pixar movie, oh, yeah. yeah, and Doug, like I like that's me. Like I'm Doug. That's you. It's just like give me treats, give me praise. Like it, it. Uh, you know, treats. I need, I need to feel that. And that's probably honestly, as you probably get into maybe my story, that that'll probably carbonated like, water. Explain like that. Uh, oh, we don't need to tell the story of how I went over to your house and you offered me carbonated water and I drank like an entire case. Um, <laughs> that's for another time. <laughs> All right, so Max, uh, a big question. Tell us, tell us about when you knew you were different first. Where were you at? What was happening? Yeah. So I think um, this has been in, uh, and we've talked about this because spoiler alert for our listeners out there, Lenora's like, you're going to have to do this sometime. And then I think to, 
and I'm like, yeah, and maybe, yeah, sometime. And I'm pretty sure Lenora today was like, tonight, you're doing yeah. it tonight. So here I've been, and I've been thinking about this because I've had a, so I've been ruminating on it a little bit. And I think one of the things I've been learning through the process of doing this podcast is the connection between like when people felt different was mm -hmm. also the same time others tried to other them. Right. Like it didn't make them feel like they were other. And I, and I'd say mine was kind of, I think in a couple phases, um, through elementary school. So I, I was thinking about this this morning. I kind of, this is an experience I think about sometimes, but have forgotten. I remember, so my, my brother and I, I have an older brother. He's, um, he's, he was three, three grades, three grades ahead of me. All right. And we went to this little co-op school when we were younger. And so he, but it only ran through third grade. And so he finished third grade. I finished kindergarten in this little co-op school. And then it was like, Hey, you, we don't, you know, you've got to go to the other, so you got to go to the public school. Like there's no, there's no fourth grade for you here. And so that meant I had to go to the public school as well. So we both went our first day. And I remember we went to like, we got ready for the bus. We didn't have a, we had to like walk to somebody else's house because uh, there was no bus stop for us. And like our neighbors right. came with us. My parents were so excited. Sam, my brother's like one in fourth grade oh, and I'm going yeah. in first. And it was like, everyone was looking at us weird. Like what's the parade? Yeah. Why? Like, why what's why with the parade? And, and then and we got on the bus and we're the last stop. And there's no spots. And so I'm just, and I've never been on a school, but I've never been on a bus oh. before. So I'm freaking out. And I remember the bus driver just yelling like, sit down, like, find a seat. And I was like, this is going to suck. Like this, this thing sucks. Yeah. I don't but like finally, this. I somehow found a seat and went to school, but everybody had already, like everybody who was in first grade had all gone to kindergarten together. Yeah. There was already another Max in the class. Oh boy. So I was, so it wasn't just so and my last name is Brown. So I was Max B. The other wasn't Max and and I and it, so I was like, oh, I'm the B kid, but it was really Max K and Max B. We ended up becoming pretty good yeah. friends in elementary school. But um like that's kind of where it started. Like, I it took me a while to kind of assimilate to to that and just mm -hmm. being the the new kid on the block. But then as I got older, I also started to like and by older I mean just within the next probably two, three years, you're looking at the chubby kid in class. And I got bullied a ton. Like and you said third, this before because I remember the yeah. episode with Brian. You kind of mentioned oh yeah some of this yeah yeah like I I definitely I I could um I could relate to like growing up like third grade basically through seventh grade and like it started in eighth grade but eighth grade was a, a was a really um. There's a that's a maybe another part of the conversation, but kind of a shift. No, I mean it was a, it was good. It was kind of a funny, yeah, like funny shift, a really weird shift. One person who kind of entered into my life that um, I actually don't I don't keep in touch with, but um, really played a major role, I would say, in like what the next five years of my life ended up mm -hmm. being. Um, but through like seventh grade and, and through a little bit through eighth grade, got bullied a like. Mm didn't want to go to school. I would yeah. fake being sick a lot. Um, and even like try to convince my parents to send me to a different school because yeah, I just, I right. hated it that much. So, um, I'd say that was kind of like, for me, that's when I knew. And I think that's the thing is like, it's not necessarily that I knew I was different because it was more like, yeah, I'm the fat kid. I can look in the mirror and see that, but that doesn't, I think the hard part is at that age, I didn't have the framework to understand that, um, how I look doesn't define who I am. And right. so when you, and then, you know, you're in, you're eight and it's really easy to let other people define you. 
and mm-hmm. then that becomes its own, you know, therapy what did when you, you're 33. What did you tell <laughs> your um, parents when Nothing. you, when it started really? Yeah. I was like, you just kind of let it go. Well, I didn't, I think this is like, this is part of my own therapy has been, um, I just felt a deep sense of shame about it. Yeah. And it was like embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, just didn't really want to talk about it at all. Like I would have, I didn't want to be a bother. I didn't want it to be an issue. Um, and honestly, what would typically end up happening? Like I remember every year, pretty much. <laughs> I love my mom for this. So I think if people can't see me on the, I think maybe you listened to an episode before, but um, I'm six, three. And right. I always joke that I get my height from my mom. Cause she's five, two. I don't think she's five, two anymore. Like I, she's, she's getting hey, shorter. You leave Kate and, alone. But hey, hey, just but her her comment is always I may be five two, but I'm still tall enough to kick your ass. Um, <laughs> and so, um, God love her. Every year, pretty much in middle school, I had to have like a parent teacher conference with yeah. my blind. I'd have a block teacher who'd have me for like two or three classes, and I was I was the loudest kid. I was the biggest kid. I always said the last word. Like I just I got in trouble every time. Every year I'd get in trouble and we'd have the parent teacher conference. And like, sometimes it would be because of me being disruptive. Sometimes it was because of like, I was being disruptive because kids were being jerks to me and my mom, every time we go to bat, she was like, she was just like, what are you doing about those other kids? Huh? What about this and this? And I was just sitting, I'd sit there like, I know I'm not, I know I'm not into, I know I'm not innocent, but like, thank you. Yeah, um, but it's true, right? Mom, yeah. Yeah. My mom went to bat for me way that's more awesome. than I probably deserved. So, well, yeah. well, that's what they're supposed to do. Exactly. I learned a lot from my, like, I think reflecting on that time is his, mm-hmm. there's a lot to learn from that about my mom. Yeah. That's cool. What about your, um, so, so this was in middle school now when you're really getting kind of bullied and teased. Oh, yeah. Or no, third well, grade, actually, you said. Honestly, it was like, honestly, so part of it was when I was younger in that elementary school. Yeah, elementary. Um, we had I can't I know second grade, it was just a second grade class. But I think when I was in third grade and in fourth grade, I was in a third, fourth, and a fourth, fifth split. So I'd have older kids who were just yeah. a-holes. And they're the um, and then like the thing now is like those sixth graders are now in middle school. Like they they they're not oh, even yeah. in they didn't elementary leave. school anymore. No, I gotta is... go back because everybody's favorite three years of school is sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Oh like, gosh. I mean, everybody's polite and no one has any insecurities and everyone's fully developed uh, emotionally and mentally. And so it's a great time for for everybody. Yeah, you're right. It was it was pretty icky. Yeah, there's yeah, middle school was bad. It was. But I actually had fun. I think definitely my eighth grade year. Oh, we had a a great time. But that was the thing. Like we had. So this is like this is what ends up kind of being the funny thing. And I and um one of my uh so my best friend through high school was my uh worst enemy like we hated each other in middle oh, wow. school um, yeah and, I, and i'm gonna i'm gonna share this story and so for those with children uh there's a little bit of language here uh, so bear with me but this was a good example of where we started um we were both uh you know both pretty i mean i was a big kid but i played a lot of sports pretty athletic you know could mm-hmm. you know could handle myself in, in most athletic situations. And so was he, uh, but not a big kid. He was, he was a cross country runner. So, you know, a little twig and uh, we were playing kickball in PE sixth grade. 
and uh, we're he I, I'm pitching, he's kicking, and he hits this absolute rocket just right at me, and I grab it, and I just I hold on to it, and he's out, and you could tell he thought he would just you know he right. thought he'd done really well. I stopped it right you away. Got it, yeah. Uh, miraculously like it it, it, it hurt <laughs> and uh i'm like i just go take that manning and i just yell at him and he looks right back at me he goes shut up fat ass and our teacher was immediately like you're going to the office and so that's where we that's our relationship starting um but then we had another another kid came to our school in eighth grade who is not from the area and didn't have the baggage, didn't have the background, didn't have all the history, and was just like, hey, that guy seems pretty cool. He does sports. That guy seems pretty cool, and he does sports. Like, we should just hang out. Like, I need to make friends. And we were just kind of a part of this friend group that, like, we carried on, you know, on and off through high school, like, toward the end of it, we we found, you know, we're in different friend groups. But, like, if not for him, I don't know if, and, and that Manning, his name's Graydon. Mm-hmm. Um, and ironically, you live in Olympia. Like he worked, his dad worked with my dad. Yeah. You know, my his sister was in the same grade as my brother. And um, we ended up becoming best friends. He was at my wedding, you know. Oh, yeah. Just um, we still talk today, and I need to call him pretty soon <laughs> and check in on, have him. on the show. I thought about it. He might be, That'd be he a might good be story. one of the guys. Yeah. That'd be so, a good story. I think yeah. so. Do you have any regrets? Like if you could go back and talk to younger Max and, and say, you know, you should do this a little differently. Is there anything that you do differently? Like in, in um, elementary school or, or middle school? <laughs> Everything. Um, oh, really? Oh, I mean, I think for me, like, yeah, I mean, that's a, I would say that's a loaded question. Okay. Um, well, it sounds like, what I heard no, no, you say, it's not, it's not, a, I mean, it's not bad, I, I think, know. but I'm just saying like, I think, uh, well, yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. You, you're going to, no, you're going to, you're, you're, you're going to put me off the hot seat. So I should let you, I was, was going <laughs> to try, I'm going to put you back on there. But I think I heard you say something like, you know, your mom would come to your t- parent teacher conference, it kind yeah. of stick up to you, maybe a little bit more than you need, you deserved. Yeah. So is there something like, is there a, the behavior that you were showing back then? Is there like, eh, yeah. You know, if I could talk to my younger self, I I would say this or redirect me this yeah. way or I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it, too, is. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I think when when I was young. Um, not having a good grasp on I think it's I think that when you're when you're young and you're impressionable and even I think for a lot of people even in their adult life if if you don't have a firm grasping on the fact that you are not defined by what other people say about you mm-hmm. you are not defined by the way you look you're not defined by the amount of success you have you're not defined even by you know your family like you know but but finding your own uh finding a grounding of who you are for me that came later in life when I became a Christian and it's still something I struggle with. Mm-hmm. Like who am, who, who am I defined by? How am I defined? I think it's easy to forget um, even as an adult, but especially as a kid to be like, realistically, mm, I don't think I like none of those people, maybe from my elementary school life, I've got probably at least two degrees of separation from everybody, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't really keep in touch with anybody from that, that time in my life. And I think that's like, 
those those are not the people that are going to define you right and, and being able to, to to stick to that go ahead throw, throw out another question what do you got what do you well to... i had another one but um i was just wondering about like yeah you kind of answered it i think about like well just ask it see if we got to go, like see go deeper. talk to yourself like you know i'm not yeah. who they say i am um yeah so i i, I appreciate that because i think that's but I'll be honest, like, I think the other hard, like the part that is challenging sometimes is when, yeah, I'd put it this way, growing up as a, ooh, you're going to get, you're going to get philosophical in personal max. So you're, you can, you can okay, edit this out go. if you want. But I think like, I think about the time that I grew up. Um, so I graduated high school in 2007. I started, I guess I was 1995. I was going to, um, going to elementary school. So, right. Like very formative years, late nineties, early two thousands. And you think about that time, uh, really here's how I describe it. Very sexualized, uh, like hypersexualized culture, um, in terms of what we were growing up in, um, clear definitions of masculinity being a certain physique. And like, Isn't if you go 90s? back and Heck yeah. Go watch like, I mean, think about like spring break on MTV in the nineties. Oh the yeah, that's true. yeah. Like that's, that's like the macho, you know, yeah. you go every bad toxic, like you, you wonder where like talk, why you have toxic masculinity in our culture. Uh, why don't you go back and look what was on the TV for the latchkey kids in the late nineties and early two thousands. And um, I think the hard part was if that's the model that culture is telling me is is how your is how your value and your worth yeah. is defined, and then I look in the mirror and see what I see. How yeah. can you not feel a little bit insecure? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Do you regret not talking to your mom and dad and telling them like, yeah, they're kind of. I mean, it sounds like your mom found out eventually, but oh yeah, you yeah. Think you should have told them sooner, or yeah. This is like. A, you told me to tell my mom to listen to this podcast. So now yeah, you're telling so her here like, we go. censor this. Sorry, mom. No, I think um, this is the brutally honest question. Or th this is the brutally honest reflection is I wish, I don't know if I had the trust that I needed in my parents. And if mm. I, and, and, but I also, I think that's also just something that I'm still insecure about in general is like the ability to trust people. Um, I think that I've heard it, I had a, a pastor when I was doing some schooling put it this way and it was like um being transparent really doesn't require anything but being vulnerable means you're giving somebody something they can use to hurt you mm -hmm. um and that's why like honestly I think sharing some of this is that balance between I'm being transparent I'm also being a little vulnerable because ultimately right. what I share can anybody like how depending on how vulnerable you are you're giving people information that they can use to hurt you and I think exactly. that's vulnerability is hard and um I think I just don't know if I really always trusted my parents to be able to um, deal with my vulnerability the way I needed it to be dealt with. And, they may have had, and I just, and the, but the hard reality is also like, I never gave, I don't know if I gave them a fair a chance. chance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just and I, and that's, yeah. I made that, I, I made that decision and I decided to bury that and um, find other ways to cope with it that weren't healthy and, showed up in many different ways at different phases of my life. And um, 
I think the the reality, like the ref, the the beauty of being able to sit back and reflect on it now is having kids and being willing to figure out how do I create space or how am I shutting down space and opportunities for them to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and um, and for me to hold that vulnerability as a safe space for them. And um, I'm not sure how I'm doing. I think they're doing good. <laughs> well, man, you should see the way you should hear the con- the the yelling matches that are going on in our house these days. So, <laughs> well, at least I mean, well, I don't know. I think we got a lot of we got a lot of big we have big personalities and big yeah. emotions, which are not bad. No, um, but when they turn into unproductive and harm and hurtful, it's fun to be a dad. It's really <laughs> fun. It's really fun to be a dad. <laughs> so, what's that book that you're reading right now? I, I think you, uh, yeah. Well, actually, so I've got one book I'm I'm in the middle of reading that my wife Shannon has been begging me to read forever, um, and I'm finally getting around to it. And that's called Habits of the Household. That's right. And um, and so I'm reading. I'm just started that, and then I've got another book that I'm uh, we're we're going out of we're going out of town for. Um, and I'm like I've got it on audiobook, and I think it, we're hope I'm hopefully going to listen to it. That I'm really I've listened to a podcast earlier this week and was just it i'm like this it was so um encouraging for my soul and for where i'm at um in my life and he's it was based on like it was a podcast about with a guy who just written a book and that book just got released and now i've got it on audiobook so i can't wait to listen to that and i think there's a lot of things that kind of play off of each other so i'm interested to hear the two of them together. are you gonna tell us the name of the book or the uh yeah so uh the the other book is called i think it's called practicing the way Okay. And it's by John Mark Comer, who's a uh, he's a former pastor and mm-hmm. from Portland. Um, oh, cool. And I'm really interested to read Research that. Research area in the in the in the nation. So that's interesting. Yeah. A tough a crowd. Big, <laughs> tough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Not in Seattle. So. Right. Yeah. All right, Max. Any parting words? Any words of advice? No, I think the thing that's honestly been. Um, probably one of the most life-giving things for us as a, for my wife and I, as a, as a, as parents, um, that is hard because we don't, we're having moved. Um, we sort of lost it, but we're still trying to maintain it. We had, we had a really, we had really, really close friendships, uh, or friendships, but in particular one family that we were really close with, like family. Um, and uh husband wife who i had known uh, we had known since college uh about and had been kind of on and off in connection but then managed to become good friends before we all had kids and um that was a couple who we were incredibly vulnerable with incredibly honest with and vice versa and being in a community where like hey sometimes you need a, a, an umpire to call balls and strikes both yeah. for your marriage and for your kids to be like, Hey, this is what we're dealing with. Are you dealing with this? How, how would you approach this? Like, this is what we're dealing with in our marriage, but also to have some older, wiser couples around mm-hmm. us who can be like, even if it's just to be like, we've been there. Right. And it's hard. And we're, you know, we love you and we're praying for you and we're here for you if you need something like that aren't. And I, and I struggle with like, is it family? Is it not family? I think there's something that's sort of helpful about it not being. Yeah, a little bit more family. neutral. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit more neutrality to it um, that I think is helpful, but um, yeah, just some people around you that you can be open and honest and vulnerable with and that you know that your vulnerability is going to be taken into their hands in a way that's loving and encouraging. That's good. I like I, it. And so as and my wife's a big fan of, uh, her name's Jenny Allen. And I would say to her, the title of her book, I think it's important. Find your people. Find your like people. Whoever they, find the people yeah. around you that, that can really do that for you. It's a, I would say loneliness is an epidemic in the United States, especially after COVID. And I think a lot of our problems come from not being in connection with other people yeah. in deep, meaningful ways. That's good. All right. Thank you, Max. Absolutely. Thank you for being on the show and sharing. I know. I'll have to be on sometime. Maybe I'll come back next week or something. Maybe, maybe you will. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, thanks everybody. Laura. We'll see you next week. Bye. The Let's Bye. Chat About It video podcast produced and edited by Lenora Sneva invites listeners to share their stories. To participate, email letschatnow1010 at gmail. New episodes featuring people like you and me are released every Friday. Thank you for listening and being a part of a community who cares. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Spotify. Thanks for listening.